Hey there, listeners and loved ones. Um, I just got back from a walk. Um, I went to see um, a synagogue in Lisbon. Um, I noticed it was only about a 15-minute walk away from where I'm staying, so um, I decided to go check it out um, before I leave for London tomorrow. Um, And I almost completely walked right past it. Um, It is behind a large white gate um, with like netting even further on top of the gate so I could see like the very top of the synagogue structure through the netting Um, and it had the name of the synagogue in Hebrew letters on the front of the gate Um, but it was so inconspicuous. Like if, if I hadn't been looking for it, I would have just walked right past it. Um, and I don't know, I was curious to see, you know, if they had any like Hanukkah displays, cause the day I'm recording this will be the second night of Hanukkah. Um, And there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. Just this white gate with security cameras on top and um, And I don't know exactly what I was expecting. But I... I walked away feeling very sad. Um, I, I think based on a variety of Google searches um, that this is the only synagogue in in Lisbon. Um, I didn't check to see if there are any others in Portugal as a whole. Um, that would be incredibly sad if I Google that and find out that this is the literally the only one in the entire country. Um, you know, because there's all this beautiful 
Christmas lights everywhere and Christmas trees and windows and little um, not even nativity scenes, just, you know, very clearly Christmas Christian religious figures and shop windows and um, these red flags hanging off of balconies with like a little baby with wings, which I'm assuming might be a white baby winged Jesus. Um, It just, it really, it really hurt my heart to see this synagogue just barricaded um, off from people, um, you know, the Portuguese and Spanish inquisitions happened so long ago, but clearly the results of, of those events are, are still, um, felt and it makes me angry that, you know, there are all these giant fucking cathedrals and churches just looming everywhere you go here and in so many places in Europe just hovering over everyone with their scary statues with blank faces and you know the small peak I got of this one synagogue you know it looked like it was probably just as grand as some of these cathedrals around And I don't even know if it's like a functioning synagogue either or if it's one of these relics that they're trying to preserve for, you know, Jewish tourists that come in and want to see and want to know a little bit about Jewish history in Lisbon. I don't know. And it
It makes me think about how as people we sometimes need to barricade ourselves when the environment is hostile and self-preservation and protection is the most important thing and that means closing off in a lot of ways and it it makes sense in this case you know if it's the only synagogue like you have to protect it at all costs you can't just like leave it open for whoever to wreak havoc and be violent. But it still really sucks. It's not right. And just thinking about it in the context of Hanukkah, you know, where we're supposed to celebrate fighting back an oppressor and staying true to who we are and not assimilating and just to get a very stark reminder of how difficult that is um, because there are so many times where it hasn't worked out that way. If I post this one as a, a podcast episode, it'll be, I think, almost the end of Hanukkah. Um... It's it's interesting being in a place during this holiday 
that is or has not been welcoming to someone like me and who deliberately at one point in time expelled or murdered or forced to convert people like me. And seeing or experiencing just all the more recent blatant anti-Semitism in the U.S., it It just horrifies me for many reasons, but one of which is, you know, a lot of people try to invoke the Holocaust when talking about anti-Semitism, but it's not just the Holocaust. This shit was happening way before. The Holocaust was able to happen because anti-Semitism existed thousands of years earlier. You know, these inquisitions in the land where I currently am were 1492. 1492! And anti-Semitism was even present far before that, which made the Inquisitions possible to happen. So I guess I just wish people understood how deep this actually goes. and how sad and scary it actually is. Um, You know, I, I grew up not really feeling like I belonged in the Jewish community. Um, It just, it was not the safe space for me or the place where I felt most connected to myself and the, and others and community and, um, It was 
first and foremost connected to my dad and my dad's occupation and who I was in relation to that status. It wasn't It wasn't um, an environment where I could figure out what it all meant for me on my own terms. Um, And over the years, I've gone back and forth with being somewhat observant and dipping in and out of community and um, seeing what rituals I resonated with. Is it the rituals? Is it more of the the culture and the food, you know, is it the history and feeling a part of this lineage that goes back thousands and thousands of years. And I, I feel like I'm still figuring that out. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot to figure out in a world that is exceedingly and consistently harmful and violent towards it. So I guess, again, if this is the episode I post, um, I hope that if you are celebrating Hanukkah, um, that you are able to celebrate joyfully and freely surrounded by people you love and who love you back. And may that be the reality for all of us moving forward.